Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode four of In The Markets podcast with Fred and Rory. As usual, I'm joined by my fellow Church House Bar manager, Fred. Hi, Rory. Very excited to be here. Uh, welcome to episode four, Fred. Um, how are you? And uh, can you tell me what's been happening in the markets this week? Uh, well, firstly, I'm very good. Thank you for asking. Uh, in the markets this week, all the chat is about interest rates, uh, r- rising rates uh, back to essentially where they were last year. And what what that has resulted in really is a, a shakeout in the market and particularly with tech stocks, which we can we can come on to later. And also the news that James Anderson, not England's legendary fast bowler, uh, no, but James Anderson, the fund manager, I'm, a, I'm afraid to say, uh, announced his retirement. And, and I'd say, would you, would you say he's the most famous fund manager in the UK? Um, Fred, I'd say he's probably one of the most famous fund managers in the UK. Um, he's probably not as famous as Woodford, but we could probably say Woodford's very famous for other reasons. I'd say um, he's, he's, he's a lot more popular than Woodford. He's a lot more popular than Woodford. And um, we can certainly agree he's definitely been a, a lot more successful than Woodford. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> well, successful for his investors rather than his own bank account, let's say. Oh, well, yeah. Um, but no, James has very interesting. He was the, um, man, or sorry, still is, the manager of Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust which is investment trust now in the um, FTSE uh, 100 and has a market cap of over 15 billion quid. Um, And when he became fund manager in April 2000, uh, a lot of the tech stocks he owned and invested in weren't even really existing. And my favourite fact about James Anderson is that um, if you invested £1,000 of him on the day he started in April 2000, that £1,000 would now be worth £17,000, um, which Very if, nice. you compare that, if you compare that to his benchmark, which would only be £4,400, um, it really does show that he has been a very good and safe place to put your money. Would you like to know my favourite fact about uh, James Anderson? You no, know, yeah, I would love it. <laughs> you, you almost said no there <laughs> i always did say no no i would love to hear your favorite fact about james anderson it's the fact that he took a sabbatical in 2013 that that he'd, he'd done 13 years running the fund done a fantastic job uh and then turned around to bailey gifford and said actually I'd, I'd quite like to take six months off travel the world uh and well i mean they i imagine they didn't really have much choice and and, and off he went and, and uh, back he came six months later and uh, he was even better. And he was even better. Um, but Fred, you have you have you know, a kind of personal memory about Scottish Mortgage, which I dug up from your notes. Uh, what did what decision did you make at Scottish Mortgage in uh, in 2017? Yeah. Yeah. Well, very nice of you to uh, to bring that up. I've, I've got it here. <laughs> a little trip down memory lane of uh, a couple of old contract notes uh, from at my previous firm and previous fund. Uh, Shall I read it out for you? Should I would, yeah, read? I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Uh, and shall I get the prices up? Yeah, yeah. So this is 17th of March 2017. Uh, I have reduced Scottish Mortgage Trust by 0.5% for the fund. Scottish Mortgage has performed well post-Brexit, late, post-Brexit and has recently entered into the FTSE 100. I continue to favour this global fund but given good performance, I wanted to take some profit and address my overweight position in this allocation. All very sensible, now, right? 
That was very sensible and very good management because it is very important to um to, to take your profits where they've done well. Um, and you had done very well because you'd invested in it a few years previously. Um, right, and you on. had trimmed it at £3.70 on that date. Um, and shall I tell you what the share price is now? Well, tell the listeners because I know what it is. The share price now is £11.53, having peaked <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago at £14, Fred. Um so uh, that's a 222% gain that you missed out on. But it doesn't matter because you're now you've joined uh, Church House and um, we don't hold a Scottish mortgage in our fund because we are UK um, fund managers. But um, talk to me about James Anderson's kind of philosophy. You know, what did he do and, 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 and how did he do it? And in particular, in the technology space. Yeah, so the, the, the reason that I'm, I'm very fond of James Anderson is, is really that he, he did it his way. You know, he's he's very unlike uh, any other fund manager you'll meet uh, he's he, he's very entertaining uh, and can be quite um, provocative troublesome fund manager I'd say I remember I was in a meeting must have been about seven or eight years ago I was quite new to the city and uh, he was doing a presentation in a big bank in a big kind of um, conference hall in the city and an analyst asked him a question and he just put his head on the table and banged his fist <laughs> and refused to answer it. And I always thought, I always thought, goodness, you, you, you can tell you're successful if that's how you can uh, answer a question you don't want to answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I, I found an interesting uh, tribute from Simon Elliott at Winterfloods. He's a, a great, great friend of ours, of course. Uh, yeah, hello, and- Simon. And he said on James Anderson in, in, in his note that on a personal level, James Anderson will be much missed across the investment trust industry. His views on financial services sector have often been highly disparaging, while his ability to insult most of the audience is unparalleled. Thought Simon had the nail on the head there. Um, but Fred, what did what you know? What did James Anderson do? What made him so successful? What made him turn that one thousand pounds in in April two thousand into seventeen hundred quid uh, in uh, you know April twenty twenty one? Yeah, well, actually, get, getting back to the question that that, that you actually asked first time round, um, what he he talks about is asymmetry of of returns and, and positive extremes, which which in plain English means that uh, he backed a pretty wide range of, of businesses, particularly in the tech space at, at a very early stage with the belief that it only took one or two of those to to go right for him to generate some really fantastic returns for, for investors. And he, his, his, his saying is resolute optimism and, and, and saying that, look, if, if you get one or two of these right, you have almost infinite upside. And just to give you a couple of the ones that he did get right, uh, we got uh, Tencent, Amazon, Alibaba, Renishaw, Baidu. Uh, any others, Roy, Spotify? Um, Tesla, that was one of his big success stories. Facebook, um, Alibaba, Alibaba. What, yeah. what James Anderson and his kind of team at Baidu were very good at is that they use their vehicle, Scottish Mortgage, to invest in these companies pre-IPA. So they managed to kind of generate, you know, really good returns by investing kind of in early stage startups. So he would be investing in Facebook and Tesla before he, uh, before you know, the rest of us could invest in them. Um, and also, what what made him kind of very successful was his ability uh, uh, to 
to speak to management. He was one of the only managers, you know, certainly the only manager in the UK, one of the only managers, you know, in the world who could ring up the telephone and get to Mark Zuckerberg or Elon Musk in, in the space of a, a couple of hours or so. He was that kind of high, well, well regarded and well thought of by company management teams. And you're you're one of the only other managers that can pick up the f- the phone to Elon. Is that right? Uh, yeah, no, I, I'll actually tweet him, Fred. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more more of a Mark Zuckerberg man myself. Yeah, very um, good. But yeah, it's, uh, a, a, a point about James Anderson, I think, is that it, it's okay. It's easy to say that uh, what we're going to do is we're going to set out and we're going to invest in a load of early stage tech businesses and we're going to do fantastically well, but the in order to do to do that you've got to do something different and and you've actually got to approach investment from a different angle to the the rest of the market and and that's going back to simon's point which is that he's he's not like the rest of the market and and that's what did make him unpopular with for example the analyst that he uh, bashed his uh, his head on the table in in response to his question and 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 what what he looked to do in his approach to analyzing businesses like you said he looked to get very close to the management team so so that he knew what was going on in silicon valley uh, and and lastly he's been very involved in china and and, yeah. and he's he he stands apart in being one of very few western investors who do actually have a close um close relationship with the tech scene in china which 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 has already been massive but you would say uh, really stands Scottish mortgage in good stead after he's left I would have thought yeah I mean what he did was you know he he put a lot of money into Silicon Valley in the early stages of Scottish mortgage you know looking at businesses like um, you know Google and Apple and, and Facebook uh, but then also what he's done more recently more lastly was put his lot of money into the kind of Chinese tech sector so businesses like Alibaba and Baidu where, where you know, potentially there is to be kind of greater growth than we've seen in, in Silicon Valley over the kind of 2000s um, in the in the USA. Yeah, and and broadening it out, and perhaps we, we we can get past James Anderson now and and look look more widely at tech and and the idea of a tech revolution is that if you look at Scottish Mortgage now, they don't own Facebook or Microsoft or Apple or or any of these these big tech giants. But they they've embraced uh, what 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 they call the wider tech revolution. So businesses, uh, I mean, we 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 touched on Tesla, which which is certainly valued like a tech stock. But that's mm-hmm. actually you know ultimately that they they make cars, or or Amazon or Alibaba or, or Shopify. These these really retail commerce businesses and and Delivery Hero. They're invested in Spotify, Zoom. They, they, they are tech but but it's 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 not traditional tech it's it's it, it, yeah. it, it's tech revolutionizing other things that we do in the, in the world he he definitely believed in in owning companies which were going to be here for long term and and engendered kind of um long-term thematic changes in people's lives and i think that's what you can see in his portfolio absolutely now fred um we actually had a question last week um can i Give it to you. Um, yeah, is, is, Fred, is this an anonymous question? Uh, no, it is from uh, Will Anderson, uh, Mr. William Anderson, and he's asked, "Dear Fred and Rory, why has the tech sector come off so much in the last couple of weeks?" Thank you very much for that question, Mr. Will Anderson. So the tech sector has 
sold off on the on the basis of interest rates rising in the US. Now, the, the, the reason that higher interest rates lead to lower tech valuations is that if you think about US interest rates as being the base valuation for, for everything, so that's, that's what you use as your equivalent if you're looking to value something in the future. Yeah. So if you say in 10 years time, I could put my money in US government bonds and over that 10 year period, I would earn, I think it's 1.5, 1.6%. Yeah. Anything that you take a greater risk than investing in the US government, you're going to want more than that. If you follow me. Yeah. And something like a tech stock is a high growth business, which you would expect to grow for many, many, many years ahead. So you're discounting by that 1.5, 1.6% many, many times. So it's, it's, it's the longer duration, higher growth businesses that get hit hardest when US interest rates go up. And, and so basically, that's what we've seen is in the, in the US 30-year bond, the long bond, we've seen at the start of the year, the, 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 the yield go from 1.6% all the way up to you know 2.4%. So you're just basically discounting future cash flows at a, at a greater rate than you, than you would have been doing a couple of months ago. Exactly. Do I um do I pass my my exam on the basis of that? Is that uh, a good text yeah, answer? Yeah, you do. I think you know you failed it on Scottish Mortgage, and um, if only you'd put your mortgage on Scottish Mortgage, Fred, you'd probably uh, uh, very good. You'd, you'd probably be in, in, in a, well, you'd probably be in a house by now rather than <laughs> looking to buy. Um, but no, yeah, yeah, I'd say you passed that question. Um, uh, but I, so I, I'd say the. The flip side to that, which is what I believe, is that over the long term, if interest rates are, go- are, are going up, then you still want to be investing in businesses which fundamentally are growing and which have pricing power. Exactly. So higher interest rates short term is a negative for uh, your hypothetical high growth tech business. But if that high growth tech business continues to be that, then you know, leave your money there, leave your money in Scottish Mortgage. Exactly. Well, thanks very much, Fred. Um, Talking about tech, um, I think next week we will uh, be able to discuss the Deliveroo IPA, which is still ongoing and we are still doing our work on it. So we decided to keep it for another pod. Um, And if you have any questions, please do email us at podcast at church-house.co.uk. Um, Thank you very much, Fred. I'll speak to you soon. Look forward to it. Thanks very much.